In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Uh, today's Gospel is one that we're all very familiar with, and it's the one uh, about Zacchaeus, as you guys just heard. And usually the, the first thing that we think of, or what comes to mind when we think of Zacchaeus, is that he was short. Okay? But even though he was physically short, the Fathers of the Church teach us that more than that, more than his height, it was really that he was spiritually short as a Remember, he was a chief tax collector, okay? and tax collectors at the time were the most hated people in society. Everybody hated their guts. They made everybody vomit. They were the scum between everybody's toes. Okay? Shout out to Little Rascals if you haven't seen that movie. Definitely watch it. Um, but really, the Jews at that time viewed tax collectors as thieves, as the most dishonest people in society. Because tax collectors were Jews who were working for the Roman government at the time. So people viewed them as part of the problem, as they're, they're the ones that were oppressing them, right? So they didn't like them at all. I don't know if you guys have watched The Chosen or not. Um, as a side note, if you haven't watched it, definitely watch it. Prioritize it ahead of Little Rascals. Um, today's sermon is about TV show recommendations, if you haven't watched um, But anyways, if you guys have seen the show, you know you saw how bad everybody treated Matthew, okay? Because they didn't trust him at all. They didn't trust him at all. He was a, chief, he was a tax collector. So not only was Zacchaeus a tax collector, but he was a chief tax collector. So he was the leader of the mob. So people really, really, really didn't like him at all. And rightfully so, because he was dishonest. Even he himself says, if I've taken anything from anyone by dishonest gain, I'm gonna quadruple it back to him. Right? So he himself admits that he has a problem. So again, he was physically short, but more so, he was spiritually short. So what did he do? Because he desired to see Christ, he went up a sycamore tree. He went up a sycamore tree because there were a lot of people that were blocking his way from seeing Christ. So what I want to talk about today by God's grace is how we, how we can become a sycamore tree for other people to see Christ through. Because just as the sycamore tree offered itself to Zacchaeus and helped him see Christ, we need to offer ourselves and embrace everyone who is seeking Christ as well. Because we all have a choice. I can either be the sycamore tree in the story that helps others see Christ, or I could be one of the crowd that blocks people from seeing Christ. So there's so, so, so many people in this world Forget this world, just in this church, okay? Who are, who are longing to see Christ, to feel Christ, to know Christ, but they can't because unfortunately, they can't find a sycamore tree to climb on. There are so many people missing from the pews of the church, and the church in general, right? But all because they can't find the sycamore tree to climb on. All they see are the crowds blocking them from seeing Christ. So what do they do? They leave, they leave. And it's really, really heartbreaking. So how can I become a sycamore tree for other people? The first thing is that I need to stop judging and start loving. Okay? I can't tell you how many times in just my short time as a priest, I've heard people tell me, I stopped coming to church altogether because the second I walk in the church, I get the dirtiest looks. Okay? I feel so judged. So every time they, they come to see Christ, to meet Christ, they find the crowd blocking their way from seeing him. So they leave, they leave. But I need to understand, okay, that the church is not a place for judgment. It's a place for healing. The church is not a place for the condemned, 
but it's a place for the redeemed. Okay? The church is not a hotel for the saints, but it's a hospital for the sick. The church is not a place for the perfect and the righteous, but for the imperfect and sinners. Like the doors of the church are more open to the sinners than they are to the saints. Because if I think I'm a saint, why, am I, why do I come to church? The doors of the church are more open to the lost and the confused who are trying to find their way more than they are open to the ones who think they found the way. Because if I, already, if I think I've already found the way, what's the point of coming to church? The doors of the church are more open to the broken and the weak than they are to the perfect and the strong. Because, again, if I'm already perfect and strong, what do I need the church for? So I need to love people as they are and where they are. I need to be the sycamore tree in the church that helps others see Christ, feel his love, feel his forgiveness, feel his acceptance, feel his warmth. Because that's what Christ himself did. He himself is a tree of life that allowed others to see the love of God the Father for them. Christ never rejected anybody, never condemned anybody, never judged anybody for anything. But he gave everybody that he met love, hope, joy, peace, never judgment, never the feeling that they're not good enough, never the feeling that they're not worthy. Okay? And I also need to do the same. His arms were wide open on the cross for everybody. And when I say everybody, I really mean everybody. Okay? It doesn't matter what they were struggling with or what we're all struggling with. His arms are wide open on the cross for everybody. And as his body, the church, the church's arms also need to be open to everybody. And on the personal level, my arms need to be wide open for everybody as well. So when I see somebody that's walking in the church with ripped jeans and funky looking hair, okay, who was out late last night coming to church this morning, I need to love them, not judge them. When I see the guy with tattoos all over his body, right, I need to love him, not judge him. When I see the boy with long hair coming to dress as a deacon, I need to love him and his parents and not judge them. When I see maybe somebody that's posting inappropriate things on social media coming to church, I need to love them and not judge them. When I see the guy or the girl who's struggling with their identity or their orientation, I need to love them and not judge them. Okay. When I see the girl or the guy who's going from one relationship to another and has a, you know, a reputation, I need to love them and not judge them. Okay. My arms need to be wide open for everybody. When I see the guy or the girl who was struggling in their marriage and maybe is even divorced, I still need to love them and not judge them. Okay. When I see whatever, fill in the blank, whatever it is that you put in that blank, it doesn't matter. I need to love them and not judge them. Not only because I am not better than anybody else, because I'm a sinner too, but also because when I love and, I'm not, and I don't judge, I allow others to climb the sycamore tree and see Christ, who's the one that's going to bring them healing and transformation. Okay? Just like he did with Zacchaeus. St. Augustine says, The sycamore tree that welcomes Zacchaeus reminds us to be open to all, for in each person we may find the soul longing for God's grace. Open to all, that we find this that's longing for God's grace. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that I need to be compassionate towards others. Okay? In so many situations in the gospel, you see Christ having compassion on people. His response to the hungry, to the blind, to the lepers, the widows, to the sinners, anybody that came to him, 
with their suffering, with their pain, with their sins, with their embarrassment, with their shame, with their guilt, with whatever, it was compassion. Compassion is what moved him to act. So how can we be a sycamore tree that others see Christ through? It's for us to be compassionate towards others. Okay? Compassion is identifying with those who are hurt. It's to enter into the place of pain. It's to share in their brokenness. It's to cry with them. It's to be weak with them. It's to be vulnerable with them. It's to suffer with them in whatever else that they're going through. It's literally fully immersing myself in their condition. Not because I want to be miserable. No. But I do that because to be a healing presence of Christ in that situation. Okay? It's to bring Christ to them. It's making myself, just simply making myself available to others to help in their pain. It's to offer somebody maybe a word of comfort that they need to hear. Um, maybe just lend them an ear to, to listen to. Maybe it's just a hug. Maybe just a, even just a warm smile. Uh, maybe just some, something to bring them joy. Okay? It's being patient with them until they kind of get back on their feet. It's to pray with them and for them. Okay? That's what I mean by entering into their condition. It's just telling them, hey, don't be scared. You're not by yourself. I'm right here right next to you. Because that's exactly what Christ did on the cross. Right? He had compassion on us. He entered into our condition through his incarnation, suffered for us on the cross, and restored us through his resurrection. Right? He had compassion. That's what compassion does. So his compassion for us moved him to act. And even though it was really hard for him, obviously, he still didn't blink an eye. So if I reap the benefits of his compassion for me daily, I need to extend that, compa extend that compassion to others to see him and experience him as well. I need to act just like he did. I've also had to, people tell me that they left the church because in the moment of their pain, no one showed up for them. No one showed them Christ. Thing is, we don't live in a bubble, okay? And people around us are going through a lot, a lot. Even if they have a, the biggest smile on their face, people are going through a lot. So I need to be there for them because it's exactly what Christ did. They just need somebody to be the hand of Christ to hug them. They just need somebody to be the feet of Christ to visit them. They just need somebody to be the mouth of Christ to give them a word of comfort. They need somebody to be that sycamore tree that will help them see Christ in the midst of their suffering and their pain and the difficult difficulties that they're going through. Because pain suffered alone is very, very different than pain suffered with somebody else right there with me. No doubt the pain is still going to be there. But the pain is totally transformed by bringing Christ into it and being Christ himself in it as well. St. Teresa of Abilis was a saint in the Catholic Church. She says, Like the sycamore tree that bore the weight of Zacchaeus, may our hearts bear the burdens of others, helping them encounter the grace of Christ. The third and final point that I'm going to mention today is, is that for me to be a sycamore tree for others, I myself need to be rooted. Okay? Because a tree without deep roots is going to fall as the weight gets heavier. So I need to be rooted in Christ. If I myself don't have a personal relationship with Christ, then I won't be able to love because Christ himself is love. I won't be able to be compassionate because, because Christ himself is compassion, and he's the one that gives me the strength to be compassionate. I won't be able to help others see Christ if I myself am not rooted. 
So I need to be, I need to work on being rooted in Christ. So it's really not rocket science by any means to be rooted. It's all dependent on me. So the more I allow myself to be watered by the grace of the Holy Spirit, the deeper my roots are going to be. The more I'm talking to God in prayer, the deeper my roots are going to be. The more I'm listening to His words in the Bible or through my Father of Confession, whatever the case may be, the deeper my roots are going to be. The more I'm partaking from Him in the Eucharist, the deeper my roots are going to be. The more I'm serving Him and serving others around me, the deeper my roots are going to be. So the more I'm living a repentant life and recognizing that I am weak and that I myself am a sinner, okay, the deeper my roots are going to be. So to simplify it, the more I'm striving and trying in my walk with Him, the deeper my roots are going to be. And the deeper my roots are, the more love, the more compassion, the more grace, the more mercy, forgiveness I'll be able to offer to other people. I will truly help them see Christ. And I'm not going to be one of the crowds that are blocking their way from seeing Him. So I know I mentioned judging and, and being compassionate as a way to be the sycamore tree. But honestly, there's so, so, so much more that we could talk about. But to put it simply, just love. Just love like Christ. That's it. You want to be a sycamore tree? Love like Christ. Whatever the situation calls for at that time, love. Love. Okay? The last thing I'm going to leave you with is that as much as I'm saying we all need to be a sycamore tree for others, I also need to recognize that I'm spiritually short and that I also, on a personal level, need my own sycamore tree to help me climb and see Christ. Right? I'm, not, I'm not just a sycamore tree by myself, but I need another sycamore tree to help me grow. So no matter how righteous, how holy, how perfect I think I might be, the reality is, I'm really not too different from Zacchaeus. I'm really spiritually short. And we're all spiritually short, including myself. And we all need to see Christ. We all need to see Christ. We're all longing to feel His grace, to feel His love, and to feel His warm embrace. So I pray that we all become sycamore trees for each other, that the church becomes a forest of sycamore trees, helping each other see Christ and be transformed and healed by Him, just like Zacchaeus was today. The last quote that I'm going to share with you is from St. Therese of Lisier, and she says, Zacchaeus climbed the sycamore tree to overcome the obstacles blocking his view of Christ. Let us remove obstacles for others so that they may encounter Jesus too. Okay. So let's start removing those obstacles and start being sycamore trees. And glory be to God forever. Amen.